Welcome to Styles Section, the Wise Guy Podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Sheila. And I am loath to say it because it's so depressing, but we've gotten to the last episode of the music industry arc. Uh, the arc which I think it's fair to say is it's one of those things where sometimes something is beloved just because people only have memories of it and don't have access to it anymore. Yeah. Like it's sometimes it's just nostalgia. Whereas, yes. <laughs> I mean, we've all been there. Well, Remington Steel. <laughs> Remington Steel is a perfect example. Like it's, it's, it's a fun show, but yeah, it's not a good show. <laughs> Like, like when you go, oh, I remember Remington Steel. We really enjoyed that, right? And you go and back then, and you watch an episode and you're like, oh, this wasn't a good show. This was dreadful. Yeah, it was just that he's so damn charming. But, you know, <laughs> then we got 10 years of him as James Bond, which were wonderful. And so now we've had that. We don't need Remington Steel anymore. Right. Oh, God, yeah. Poor, poor him not getting the James Bond job. That poor, poor man. Anyway, but he got it eventually, and that's what counted. Uh, anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the end of what you can argue is... I mean, it's definitely the best story arc of the second season. And the second season had some heavy hitters. Yeah. Like, all of the arcs are good this year. I just think it's fair to say this is the best one. Yes. I. Yeah, I, yeah. just because... All of the characters, yeah, like they're, they're, all of the performances are so good. Yeah, I mean the the first one is so hard to watch. Yeah, and then uh, the red trade is a yep hard to watch for a different reason, which is well, it's because it's so emotionally raw and naked. Like they're oh, so oh, it I is. Mean, these it really is. Are just so. In a way that you do not attach to, for example, the whole male prophet, you just can't. All of those people, here's here's it. Mel, the, the prophet one is bigger than life. Oh, it is. Right? These people are super rich. And really, in some ways, the Sunny Grave thing. Sunny still Grave. Too, yeah. Right? But when you get to the rag trade, you're dealing with a whole different class of people, a yep. whole different group, the social class, the group, mm -hmm. the issue that it's dealing with. And it's just, so you have one or two rich people, right? Yep. And that's, and that you don't like them. Well, no. So, and the thing is the, the crazy part about it is right. That the only rich guy in that world, really rich guy in that world is the criminal. Yes. Is the guy, again, you want to talk about exploitation, the guy who doesn't make anything is the only one who's rich. Well, plus, well plus Carol. Oh, yeah. But again, someone who doesn't make anything. That's right. She's a banker. It's like the money isn't in making things. The money isn't build in building things and doing things. It's exploiting other people's work. That's where the money is. Yeah. And of course, that's what that whole arc is about. But we're not here to talk about that arc again. Oh, no, no. But what I was about... just saying. Yeah, please. So therefore, you know, it is it is a hard watch. Hard. And you watch these people destroying. You watch Jerry Lewis oh. destroying his his life. Yep. Um, and Ron Silver is just, you know, it's so sad. Yep. And then, right. So you get to this arc. And yes, you have the death of Isaac. 
Mm-hmm. Well, we actually haven't gotten there yet. Well, yes, I know. <laughs> Isaac dies, everybody. If you not haven't watched the episode, spoiler alert, Isaac yes. dies. Uh, we, we can do the recap at the end of this episode. <laughs> we'll do the recap at the end of it. I just watched it again. No, it's it's tough. It is absolutely... It's it's the hardest death in the whole show. Although, I uh, seeing you mention it, I realized something um, just that I, I think we should do for clarity's sake in the future is yeah. this whole time we've been, like, everyone including the show has been naming one of the arcs wrong. And that is, yes! let's face it, it was never the Mel Prophet arc. It was never the Mel and Susan Prophet arc. It was always the Roger Lococo arc. Yeah, the story, but you know what that is? Yeah. That's the same as Babylon 5. Yeah. That that it's Babylon 5 and everybody thinks it's John Sheridan's story, right? Nope. But it's really the rise and fall of Londo Malari. Yep, from beginning to end. That's who the focus of the first episode is, and that's who the focus of the last episode is. Yeah, it ends with John going off with uh, with Kosh, but the the drama in that last step, like in the finale, is the fate of Londo Malari. Yeah. Like, and I mean the the big arc is all about Londo Malari. You're completely right. But anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. When we last left off, (laughs) Winston Nukwe had just been arrested for uh, selling counter, um, for trying to buy music that he didn't have any rights to to make cleans. The John, uh, the Eddie Tempest um, basement tapes. Yeah, Monroe Blue basement tapes. Right. And he had just been arrested. And I was wrong last week and you were right. Uh, Selling the tapes had never been an option to them. They own the because uh, they thought it was way too risky, and they called an audible after it was obvious that he wasn't going to bribe the congressional aide. Sorry, the senatorial aide. Like it became obvious he wasn't going to bribe the senatorial aide. Uh, that's when they pulled an audible. You were right. I was wrong. It was never part of their plan to offer the basement tapes, but it, they ended up doing it. Uh, but the problem is, <laughs> Paul's back. Paul had been been working for a few months on another project and essentially Frank had been running this all on his own under his own authority and now Paul's back and he is not at all psyched about what Frank has been doing (laughs) and that's the thing it's like it's it's both a very funny scene where he's just like, I don't like stings. It's messy. You know, there's too many legal ramifications. It just causes problems. And But they point out to him, quite true, like, quite accurately, these guys have, you know, so many layers of lawyers and money to keep them away from criminality. Like, you're never going to catch them doing anything illegal because they never do anything publicly illegal. Yeah. You know, it's like Winston does all sorts of illegal stuff, but it is layered and layered and layered away from any way that could have any legal responsibility. So, like, they're not wrong that the only way to get him to commit a crime is to put an ability, sorry, put an opportunity to commit a crime in front of him and let him take it. But that is entrapment, possibly. As the judge said. Well, we'll get to the judge in a minute. We got a couple of scenes we get. Yeah, <laughs> poor Paul having all of this, having this dropped on him. 
Because that's the thing. It's like he, he, it only started when he was on one work thing and he's been very skeptical about it the whole time. And then they went and they did this part without him too because he was busy with other stuff. I mean, he's got a whole nation worth of agents to worry about. You know, he's not always just dealing with Vinny. No, and it was it was too funny because, as he says, and you end up with with someone who could blow, yeah, the biggest mouth in the music business. I know. <laughs> you have now. I just love his Bobby Travis. Like, does is he like does he have government benefits? <laughs> it's entirely possible that Bobby Travis should be getting government benefits now since he's working as a confidential informant for us. Like, we own this company. He's our employee. What's happening? Uh, and then we go from there to uh, Winston screaming at his lawyers because everything is falling apart. Everyone is everyone is trying, you know, threatening to sue him. Everyone wants to look at their contracts. It's all, it's all falling apart, falling apart. And he's furious. And, uh, and what, what is the best? Wait a sec. Wait a sec. That doesn't happen right away. Oh, no, no. But the first is the part where he's yelling at, you're right. No, the artist stuff happens a little later. You're right. The first scene is when he's just yelling at them to to get get him out of this. Oh yeah. We'll get to the Bobby Travis scene first. Um, but yes, he's yelling at them to get him out of this. And this is, yes. And the lawyers talking about entrapment and suing Isaac. Everything everything is out of control. And if, if he had been Isaac, he would have done the same thing. Which, by like, the way, is my favorite. Again, we talked a lot in the past couple of weeks about their friendship. Yes. And how how fascinating it is. And the weird part is this scene where it's just him and his lawyers, right? Yeah. There's nobody listening. Bad. There's no one watching him. No one. He's not performing no. for anybody. When they say you should go after Isaac. He's like, why? For trying to get his company back? I, I screwed him. He screwed me. That's yeah. just uh, that's just our relationship. Yeah. And you get this moment where, like, everything he said about them being friends was completely true. Like, I'm not saying Winston is a good friend. Winston is far from a good friend. But the thing is, Winston thinks he's a good friend. Like, well, and, and even every- Isaac. Even Isaac doesn't... Because and any, we'll get yeah. to that a little bit later, right? Oh yeah, we'll get to that. And doesn't really hold a grudge. Yeah, no. Why would he hold a grudge? Well, and the thing is, it's like he's not a good friend, and he's obsessed with control. But the thing we talked about how we talked about the scene where he says to Isaac, "All you know, it's like all uh, I ever wanted, I wanted to was do. you have you worked for me, right? And that way you could you could be the most you version possible, and there would be me here to protect you from all of your bad habits." Yeah, and the thing is, in the same way that uh, that Winston needs to control, like needs to be in charge, like Isaac doesn't need to be in charge, but he can't have anyone in charge of him, yeah. and that's why they could never work together. Like it's a fascinating relationship, and in this scene, you're like, no, that wasn't just something he was saying. Even when it's just him and his lawyers, even when he is at his lowest, he wouldn't turn on Isaac. He wouldn't, he wouldn't rat out Isaac to the cops. You know, he wouldn't sue Isaac. That's not the kind of relationship they have. And it's, I mean, I'm not going to say it's beautiful, but it's, it's weirdly heartwarming. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's what's so strange about it. That's what makes this 
episodes so different yeah any of the others that we've had before any of the other finales yeah any yes any and yeah whether the finales but just the entire arcs oh yeah you know none of the relationships are like this one no i mean that's oh because ultimately i mean isaac's not a nice guy either (laughs) yeah we'll get into that oh god we will get into that well yeah yeah. Isaac's not great either. Well, as he says, his famous line, you know, all of my artists at least got at least a good percentage of the money they were entitled to. Yeah. One of my favorite lines. Yeah, you know, come on. Yeah, it's like he's it's just, just as. Yeah, but it's like he wanted, he just wants to keep having fun and he uses the money, yes, of his artists a lot of the time, right, to pay for that fun. Right, uh, but he and he shouldn't, but he does. And now we get a wonderful scene, uh, and now we get just a, the fantastic scene when Frank comes to talk to Isaac and Amber and give them the you know it's like talk about giving the company back. And this is where we get the, the, the what you just teed up, which yeah. is how he feels about Winston, because yeah. he finds out that Winston could be going to jail for twenty years. And and Isaac's like, I didn't want that. You know, I thought it'd be a fine in a couple of years upstate. I didn't. 20 years. He can't imagine doing that to Winston. (laughs) They have the most fascinating relationship. They really do. Like of, of any characters on this show, they have like the most fascinating relationship. But the point is, they're getting their company back and... Winston is pr- uh, like Winston is probably going down. Are the big takeaways from this scene, and you gotta oh, love it. Yeah, and this is the scene though that yeah. you know he's shackled back, and this is the scene where Frank Frank's going. Says, well, yeah, you, know. you might have trouble assigning new talent when they find out. Yeah, you know you've been defrauding people, and he says again one of my other favorite Isaac lines in the entire show. which is you think a couple of kids from Iowa are going to care that I had some minor tax (laughs) problems when what they want, when all they care about is seeing their name on a record. Of course not. And I'm like, you know what? He's completely right. Yep. There is, he is completely right. People just want, and that's the power of this industry. People want the fame and they want their experience. And yeah, they want their music to be heard. And he is the person who can make that happen for you. Because guess what? It's not the 21st century yet. You can't become famous on TikTok yet. You need a gatekeeper, you know, to get your stuff to the public. This is all pre-social media. Exactly. There's no way to get to a large audience without someone like Isaac who will go to every radio station, you know, chain in the country and kick him a couple of bucks to make sure your album gets played. Yeah. It it is fascinating. There are no influencers yet. No, no influencers yet. No, like, direct relationships. I mean, say what you will about uh, MySpace. It gave artists for the first time ever a hugely open democratized way to showcase their music for their fans well and and as i say i mean that we wouldn't have had justin bieber without youtube without youtube exactly like there's there's ways to get discovered now 
I mean, yeah, for better or for worse. Oh, Canadians <laughs> and our complicated relationship with Justin Bieber. <laughs> Thank God we have a Ryan Reynolds to have a completely uncomplicated relationship with. <laughs> yeah. And yes. then we get, I know, I know. And then we get Bobby Travis feeling sorry for himself. Oh, uh, just lying on his couch. And it's like, you don't have Glenn Frey on your show for seven weeks and not give him a chance to play the guitar. <laughs> Come on, it's Glenn Frey. You got to, right? Yep. Well, and it reinforces the thing that um, that we'll hear again, which is that uh, we'll talk about I... that scene when it happens, That, but scratch any record executive and you find someone who longs to be on stage yeah. you know and at, i mean glenn Frey's the same as winston in that respect like he'd love to be out there on that stage he can't he couldn't make it but he'd love it and then Vinny turns up to talk to him and this is this is the scene i jumped ahead on you're right so you take this scene oh this is yeah this is the scene where where Vinny just tells him but you know all of their contracts i said you can what is the word you can yeah you can, yeah, you can you exploit could. this because you know eddie tempest isn't the only one look at what it says in the class you yeah. know you you can go and have an audit yeah of all of these these things and if your audit and winston's audit doesn't agree then you get a third auditor and by the way as a little note, what does he call a third uh, the third auditor? Yeah, don't don't I. Everybody never... catches that. Everybody like that one. You can't miss that. Uh, in case you didn't weren't paying attention to the episode when you watched it, hopefully you watched it. You know, Canal Fan four five eight seven has made all these available on YouTube, and thank you to the people who own the music for not like making that go away. Uh, but yes, he refers specifically to him as an independent operator. <laughs> an operator i remembered it and then i forgot it why couldn't i remember it yeah because it's it you're just another they, they don't want you to forget about roger they, no you don't want you know we don't want you to forget about roger, roger. ever 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 yes oh god yeah no he's fantastic but yes he and so he has and as Vinny says like somebody's gonna go to these guys and give them you know and uh, who are pissed off at uh radiance recordings and give them contracts and why shouldn't it be dead dog and yeah, he's, well, of course. he's got a good point like why shouldn't it be dead dog well no i mean it was funny right yeah. it was funny how you know when when glenn frey goes goes to one of the managers right? well no but we'll talk about that in a second well we'll yeah. get to that scene when we get to that scene no, uh but, but why yeah. shouldn't it be dead dog and he still owns dead dog yeah I know. well yeah, sort of. technically the government still owns dead dog i know right he that's does. the problem it is he says he doesn't even really have dead dog back again yeah not uh, yet you but. know not yet but you know we're we're spoilers we're spoiling while parts well, of this episode doesn't it's happen. Fine. It, we don't. I mean, it's the final episode of the arc. It's yeah. not like there's a whole bunch of twists. Uh, no, coming. no, no. And Vinny makes that happen. Yeah. Well, no. And what's great is that. And so he says. And so um, Bobby says, "Let's immediately, like, let's go start it. I'll start making some calls." And Vinny's like, "No, you can make the calls later." Like we gotta go. Uh, we've got a. We've got an appointment to go celebrate with Isaac and Amber, and so they go 
to they go to Chocolat Records to have a little, you know, celebration, have some champagne and some cheese and just, you know, this is all going well for them. And this is where Isaac has his heart attack. Mm-hmm. Oh. Again, I still remember the first time I watched it at, like and being like you don't I didn't see this coming. I mean, even though at the end and the start of the episode, I mean, this is, again, we've talked about this before, how 80s shows love to spoil the whole episode at the start by showing clips. And they do show him having a heart attack and being in the hospital. But it's like, as I'm watching it, I still didn't really think he was going to die. You know, I really didn't when I was watching it the first time. And every time I watch it, I'm like, it's so powerful. It really is, because then you've you've got this scene, right, of them, you know, calling, and they rush him to the hospital, and we cut to him in bed, and he's, and he's fine. It's the next day, and he's fine, and he's happy, and it's going well, and he wants Winston to come by and see him, and he's just being so cheery to Vinny, and it's like, give him a call, like, get him over here to see, right? And then, of course, Amber and Vinny talk out in the hallway, and she is not doing well. Like she is so terrified she's going to lose him. And he is in such a bad, like she is so like terrified of what an awful state he's in. And that, or, like, as he figures he had, or as Isaac has figured, he's had it 10 extra years. The doctors told him he should have been dead 10 years ago. So <laughs> we had an extra 10 already. So he's yeah. living on someone else's time. <laughs> he's playing with the house money. Yeah. Oh, God, it's such a good line. But, I mean, this thing is nonstop great lines. Like, that is one thing about this episode. It is just nonstop fantastic lines. Uh, But, yeah, she completely breaks down to Vinny. Mm -hmm. Like, she she is a wreck quite understandably. Right? And then we get... And this is the scene where... And then after that, we get the scene where Bobby goes to talk to another manager and runs them through the fact that they can... You know, like the fact that they're going to, yeah, they can get out of their contact with Radiance because now that all of this stuff is coming out, they'll be able to void it based on the terms in their contract. And I'm like, yeah, ah, he he is good at his job. You can't say he's bad at his job, but as they said, he's just got too big a mouth. (laughs) He does. He talks too much. He wants to let everybody know how smart he is and how uh, tucked in he is to everything. And he always has been that way. And that's what he gets called on over and over again. Oh, he's a wonderful character, but he's got his own problems. All right. And then we get the pivotal scene. Uh, One of the two, like, pivotal scenes of this entire story, uh, which is Winston going to see Isaac. Like, their last scene together. Oh. Where, again... Like, as screwed up as it is, and that is, it is 100%, like, it is 100% presented as a screwed up relationship. These are best friends. As screwed up as this relationship is, they are best friends and they do love each other. And And because, and right to the end, it's about what did you get into this for? Are you here because of the money and the power or are you here because it's a hell of a good life? Mm-hmm. And so when he says they should have a bet about who dies first, when Isaac says they should have a bet about who di- uh, dies first, obviously Winston thinking, okay, well then let's, if I die first, you can have so-and-so percent of my net worth at the time to blah, blah, blah. 
What are oh, you talking about? Come on. Let's have some fun. The winner yeah. gets to dance on the loser's grave. <laughs> oh my god. It's so magnificent. Yeah, I know. It, it, it oh. was. You just sit there and you look at it and go, oh. how could you? At that and, point. Okay, yeah. and maybe I'll dress up like, like Fred Astaire. Like and, and, and Isaac and I'll dress up like, like Gregory, Gregory Hines. <laughs> I know. Oh, it's oh, such a good scene. Uh, and then, of course, he does, um, even though they're having fun, he can't stop from just like uh, leaving himself with a, uh, leaving Winston with the last thing he says to him in the scene being that, you know, you might be going away for a, before I do, depending on how your court case goes tomorrow. Yeah. And you get that troubled look on Winston's face. But then we get to tomorrow and Winston is immediately cut loose. <laughs> because at the end of the day, he's a rich guy. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure it's just that he's a rich guy. It was entrapment. Oh, it absolutely was entrapment. But do you know who goes to jail for entrapment? People who aren't rich. Yeah, of course. People who have good lawyers get off when they're entrapped. People who don't have good lawyers go to jail forever when they're entrapped. And that's that's not me being hyperbolic. That is literally a thing that's happened a lot in the American justice system. <laughs> All right. Uh, but he does get off. And then uh, and Winston tries to do the gloating, no hard feelings thing with Frank. You know, like a mobster would do. <laughs> and Frank's just like, no, you're just a common criminal. And I'm not going to stop trying to get you. And then he stops and looks, eh? Yeah. Like, you see the look in his face. And oh, God, yeah. He's going to dismiss that, but that's the look in his face. Yeah. Oh. And then we get immediately another scene of him screaming at his lawyer. And this is the scene that I talked about earlier when everyone is trying to, uh, when everyone is trying to break their, con uh, like, that Bobby Travis has gotten word around that he's weak, you know? <laughs> And this is your time to make a move. Like if you want your records back, if you want to, if you want to move somewhere else, this is the time. And so everyone's coming at him at once and he screams at and fires his lawyer. Cause you know, he overreacts to everything. <laughs> like he's, he's feeling threatened and he's feeling t uh, like um, boxed in. So he starts just freaking out as one would in this situation. I'm not even saying he's irrational for having done so. Or something nope. like that. No, I totally get where he's coming from. And then, ah, oh, we get Vinny going to see Isaac and Amber one more time, talking about the plans, talking about what they're doing. And after Vinny leaves, Amber and Isaac start making out because Isaac insists that he feels fantastic. And he has a heart attack and dies. Yeah. Oh. And then we get. Again, it's going from strength to strength this episode. Like I've we've talked about how um Tim Curry doesn't have a bad scene in this entire arc. Yes. And he really doesn't. Like it's he's magnificent from beginning to end in this arc. But you want to talk about powerful. The... It's that scene where where of course he's talking with Vinny yeah, and... and Bobby. And Bobby. he's like, and Bobby's, uh, you know, again, gloating because he can't help himself. A lot of people yes. like that in this world love to gloat. Yes. And so he tries to strangle Bobby. 
And he has yeah. another wonderful, you know, t- 20 years ago, I would have crushed his throat before you Is got that? next to me, before you got near me. <laughs> Damn, uh, Winston. Getting old. Yeah. Oh, God. He's so furious. And then, uh, then he gets the phone call. Yep. He gets the phone call that Winston has died. And his, sorry, Winston. Oh, my God. Isaac has died. And his demeanor, like, completely collapses. Like, yeah. no more anger, no more bravado, no more hate. Like, there's no, there's no more performing. It's just, he is he wrecked by this yeah. news. Yeah. Who am I going to spar with anymore? And he has this beautiful speech about the first time he met Isaac. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, and it's wonderful. His, his line was like, what a good man. Like, not a saint by any means, but a <laughs> good man. Yeah. And it's like, and you have this thing of him being like, I was so lucky to have him as a friend. What am I going to do now? It's, it's so bonkers. How powerful this scene is. Yeah. Like he's, he's so fantastic. I mean, again, I've talked before about him, uh, how disgusting it is that he was uh, overlooked come award season. And he really was. Like, I can't imagine there being a better performance than him in this episode this year. All of the stuff he goes through. Oh, and then we uh, we cut to a week later. Uh, and that, again, this this, seri- this se- series, it's always t- a little tough to say how much time has ha- passed. Like, that is, it is a continuing issue with the series. Uh, that it is difficult to figure out how much time has passed. But, but the funeral has but happened. But the funeral has happened, and this is some time, obviously sometime later. So probably a week later. Yeah, right? Amber's back. And Amber's back. And she, well, kind of at work, because she is like, do I even want to do this anymore without yeah. Isaac? And Vinny's like, of course you do. Like, uh, you weren't only in the music industry because of your husband. You're great at your job, and you love the music industry. Of course you can still do it. Of course you can save this company. Of course you can build Shakala up to be better than it ever was. And he's probably right. Like, because yeah. even though she does not have Isaac's verve and charisma for dealing with people, she's an amazing businesswoman and people in the industry trust her. And that and is they all knew her. And everybody know. knew her already, yeah. Like, she does have a good relationship with everybody around the industry. So it's like, she's got stuff she can leverage. She absolutely does. Right? Okay. Uh, Then he, Vinny walks outside to find Winston waiting for him in the limo. Yeah. And they go for a ride. (laughs) And, of course, Vinny correctly says, you know, last time somebody went for a ride with you, and I, like the the implication is right there that last time somebody went for a ride with Winston, they got thrown off a roof, which is true. Same driver and bodyguard is taking them for the ride. Uh, but it's it's not anything big. And they have another heart to heart. And the thing is, yes, in this scene, Winston is trying to play Vinny. Right. He because he needs he needs a partner to rescue him, basically, at this point, like unless he's someone that he can fight with all the time. Yeah, exactly. And he doesn't have his wife and he doesn't have Isaac 
But if he has Vinny there to spar with, he feels like he could rebuild the industry. And Vinny, of course, turns him down because he has to. And then they have the conversation about what did you want to do with your life? And one of my favorite exchanges... When, okay, well, no, but one of my favorite exchanges is Winston saying, what did you want to do with your life? And it's like, I think his play, um, his second base for the Mets is, uh, or. He wanted to replace those. Mickey, Mickey Mantle. Mantle. Yes, he wanted to replace Mickey Mantle with the Mets. And uh, and you get one of those great line readings from Tim Curry. It's like, when did you realize that was never going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I still hold out a, a little bit of a hope, says Vinny. But at the end of the day, like, Vinny is, like, it, it. this one exchange plays into how Vinny does have kind of a fantastical view of things a lot. Like, he is a bit of a dreamer, and he is a bit of a guy who believes in, like, taking big swings and things. And by comparison, you know, Isaac really does live in the real world. You mean Winston? Winston. I keep... Oh, I've, this entire thing, I'm sorry if it has infuriated you listeners that I never once said either of their names right the first time. But no, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, and Winston says, you know, scratch any... He's the one this that says... The, yeah, this is the line. It, the line that starts that conversation is scratch any movie... Music. music producer and you'll find someone who wants to be on stage, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a great moment. Yeah, like and it, it is just a fantastic moment. And that had always been his dream. Yeah, you that know? is. And it wasn't going to happen. So he got into it any way he could, and look at all the damage his failed dreams caused. Caused, yeah. Uh, so they arrive there. They get to the. Uh, they get to the graveyard, and he goes to dance, on. <laughs> Isaac's grave. And as he's doing it, well, you just say the thing. Gotcha! <laughs> gotcha! And a puff. Oh, puff of smoke. Because Isaac hired a special effects guy to put fireworks and a tape recording of himself in the grave so he would win their last bet. <laughs> He would pull one last prank even um, after he died on Winston. Oh, it's so beautiful. Poor Winston. Poor Winston. Yeah, it's and then he just breaks down crying, crying holding on to Isaac's grave. Yeah. Oh, it's a powerful scene. Like yeah, it really it, is. Because it just, it follows so completely. Like you can just... Yeah. see it because you already had the scene when he's looking at his wife's picture we didn't talk about yeah, it we're right? looking at claudia and talking about like how he can't do it without her yeah, and he it says, is by the way which is exactly paralleled by the yeah. scene of amber talking about how she can't do this without isaac but the difference yeah. is amber has people around her who care yeah. about her to help her get back on the straight and narrow and you like remember her passion and winston doesn't have that no there is no one he has isolated himself too thoroughly and then with isaac gone he doesn't have anyone and that is why he is willing to do the insane thing of reaching out to Vinny because it's the next best thing to having isaac there you know yeah because 
but it's like yeah. he can't express that he just needs someone. It always has to be, you know, this level of competition and a scam and, you know, it's like running games on each other. There always has to be this level. Like he can't just need people in his life. Well, it was the same his relationship and that's what he says right at the beginning yeah right about his his relationship with claudia yeah you know when was the last time we ever said i, I love, love you. you because before no no but not because they said it no no they said i love you when was the last time we said i love you for no other reason than because it was true yeah because that's the thing every part of their relationship got turned into a competition and that's what he's regretting. And yep. the problem is, he loved Isaac, but every part of his relationship with Isaac was a competition too. Yep. He can't mourn Isaac without it, you know. He can't just go to Isaac's grave without it being part of the bet they had. Yeah. Everything. Everything was a competition. Everything was a power game with him. And now he just feels empty because all of the players have left him. It's, it's a beautiful scene. It's a powerful yep. scene. Oh, and what a performance. Yeah. Oh, this man. And this is, I, I think I tweeted about this the other day, which was, it's like, like the biggest crime of this music, these music rights issues is that nobody gets to see this performance. Yeah. Yeah. And now we get to the scene where he sells, uh, where Vinny sells <laughs> Bobby dead dog records yeah. for a uh, quarter million dollars plus whatever what 10 20 something percent of the value um in five uh that the company has in five years like whatever the company's worth in five years i think 10 or 20 yeah, percent some some decent percent of what the company is worth in five years and you yeah, don't have to pay and you don't have to pay the the 500 the two hundred fifty thousand dollars until that time as well yeah so it is like literally the best deal anyone has ever gotten he just has to what he's Instead of paying interest yeah. on that money, what he's paying is if he makes a profit, yeah. he has to kick back some of that to the government. Exactly. And that's yeah. it, like 20% or whatever. And of course, Vinny says, I really, you know, may, uh, one other caveat, keep your seat warm for me. I might be back to this business. Because <laughs> he does. He really likes the business and he's good at it. I mean, again, as we talked about before, and as Bobby talked about, who knows if, be any, if he'd be any good at this business without the government bankrolling him. But yeah. he definitely he definitely has the braggadocio that people need to succeed in the industry. Like, that's the thing. He knows, he knows how to just make decisions and go with them, whether people, like, like whether he knows what he's talking about or not. And as we know about uh, American, the American business culture, maybe it's the same everywhere, Bluffing is ninety nine percent of the job. I mean, he's he's he can he can he and he's learned how to con people. Yeah. Plus, if he goes back, I mean, it's a business that depends on reputation. Yeah. And um, and it's the same thing with the film industry, right? Oh yeah. It depends on reputation as opposed to qualifications. Qualifications or ability, even. Yeah, even you're right. Even ability. I could. We're yeah. talking criminal minds. <laughs> okay, well, we're not getting into that now. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Like, and that's the thing. It's like there are people who are criminals who find work because they have good reputations in the business. Yeah. And at the end of the day, 
Like they only the the business only cares whether you're going to be able to make the money. Everything else is secondary. Like whether you've done good work, whether you made people money, that's what counts. And he brought Diana back. You know, yeah. people made a lot of money off of him bringing Diana back. So yeah, there it's it's not crazy to think that he could have a career in this going forward. And uh, so Dead Dog lives, but now it actually is Bobby Travis's company. Finally. Like Bobby Travis's arc, he actually got he actually got what he wanted back in the first episode. And then we get our final look at Winston, uh, who puts on his leather outfit, sings to himself in the mirror, and again, you want to talk about an award-winning performance, who via the power of his just how he chooses to sing a song and collapse during the singing of the song. Yeah. Like, shows a man's mental descent. Yep. It's, it's again, brilliant. It's a brilliant performance in every way. Yeah. Oh, God. And then, um, just... <sighs> amazing, amazing work. And we find out in the next scene, when Vinny, like, a couple of weeks later, goes to see Amber. Uh, she's now, the company's working fine, strumming along. She's re-signed some people. She's trying to sign some other people. She's, you know, like, it's it's going well. She's got some new talent she wants to look at. She realizes that this is her first love, whether or not Isaac is there. And let's face it, what's, what's really more disrespectful uh, to Isaac? Doing the company without him or letting the company that they built together die? Like, selling it off for parts just because he died. Like, which of those is actually more uh, yes. disrespectful to his memory? And I think we know what side she comes down on. But I actually want to talk about something in this scene that I noticed. That I guess it's one of those things that, you know, I don't really notice the first time or think about. But I think one of the things that blew me away is that they went so far as to try and put messages and, like, thematic elements into the character's character's costuming because all right she's just wearing a dress that's black and white when isaac has a heart attack and so when we see him the next day she's at the hospital right and at the hospital she is wearing like this big white sweater like this bulky white sweater that is like and that's the only color all you can see is this huge white featureless sweater and it's because they want to say that she is she is trying to be positive she represents life she's trying to cling on to uh right to isaac and then after isaac dies we see her when the first time Vinny meets her right she is in her mourning clothes she yeah. is switched from a white sweater to a black sweater like 100 percent black exactly as featureless as the white sweater had been and then in this scene when she's learning how to live again and trying to figure out how to cope she is wearing a shirt with a black and white pattern on it yeah. no i i I, I think people don't what people do not understand. I guess unless you study and you apprentice yeah. in the business. You right? Don't How start much work goes, goes into that? Goes into clothing. Yeah. For example, and how that can actually reveals. tell you. Yeah. Yeah, it reveals who you are. Because even when you look back to what she was wearing when Isaac was up, you know, um, in fact, her clothes are getting a little bit um, more tailored. 
Yep. Um, after Isaac dies. Yeah, they Even are. When she's in black. Yep. So it's it's um it's an interesting way of doing it, but it is another one of those things, subtle things mm-hmm. that creates vis- visual cues that oh, most people don't even notice. Yeah. And said you didn't even notice it in the beginning no i mean how many times have i watched this episode it's only when i sit down in here and think of it and watch the episode as an academic that i'm like oh okay i see what they're doing here what's that nothing i just said you and your academic yes come on after the work we put into uh after the work we put into criminal minds we get to call ourselves media academics thank you very much well, not only that, but this is, but this is what we're doing. And yeah. and it is. It's a close reading. That's, that's what this whole yes. endeavor is. It is a close reading of this art. Yeah. And you're trying very, very hard to make people understand because Lord only knows they don't. Yeah. Mm, people I miss this stuff. People miss well, this stuff. Everything and it takes so, it's so hard to explain to them and you need to do it. Um. Yeah, you need to do it almost line by line. Yeah. Or not line by line, but almost shot by shot. And then you have to rip these different parts, things apart. Yeah. To explain to people, okay, when you're doing this, this is what is important. Yeah. That that you have to give visual cues because it's a visual medium. Yep. You're not just looking at the words. And Lord only knows they don't even hear the words sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes, yeah. So, you know, you're going, oh. I mean, what we're saying is, and I mean, we don't want to sound too arrogant about this, but the fact is plenty of people are passive viewers of media. Yeah. Right? They watch it. They enjoy the surface level thing. I mean, I just did this whole video, you know, about a guy's guy's terrible squid game take, you know, (laughs) where my, like, I'm like, what is it like to watch a show and not have the slightest idea what that show is about was my big takeaway in my video. Like, how do you watch a show and like, just not get that this show is about something. And like, you look at all of the work, something like squid game puts in to where every little, every little detail of it, every bit of every shot is designed to tell the story they're trying to tell. Right. And, but wise guy puts in an insane amount of work too. Like, just yeah. be, like, you don't have to be a prestige Korean drama to find this kind of work. No, you don't have the same kind of every single shot is absolutely packed with details and hints, but everything that happens on Wise Guy is intentional and meaningful in one way or another. Yes, these first two years, for sure. And oh, in yeah, this well, part, it's very clear. You, I mean, you can... You can we'll talk about it. season three soon enough. No, I mean, when we're going to, we're talking about, you know, if this is at the end of the 80s. Yeah. Right? And so we're talking 30 years ago. Yep. And, well, 38, the end of yeah, the Yeah, 30 so, years ago. Yeah, it was 30 years ago. Years ago. Yeah. Right? 30 years we're ago. talking 30 years ago. Yep. And they didn't have the ability to do a lot of things that I think they would have liked to. No. Well, I mean, it is not a stretch to say, I mean, we've talked about this before because, because the episode ends right with Vinny 
wa uh, uh, essentially walking off, telling her she can, ha reiterating that she can handle it and saying, I'll be around, which will come oh. up on next week. Like that's going to come up next week and the week after we're going to talk all about it. But the interesting thing is this whole, e this episode takes place over, I am guessing about two and a half, three months. I would think so. Because again, because yeah. Up too, like, right? Because we've had Isaac dying. We've had the court case with Isaac being resolved. We've had Winston's breakdown. We've had uh, Bobby managing to go and talk to people. We've had her, like between the scene where he gives the company back to Bobby and her getting back to like to herself, that's probably another two weeks. Oh, Even easily. Well, because she says she was surprised that Vinny didn't hook up with Bobby and shot in Dead Exactly. Dog. Yeah, like... And, and he said, it's getting too hot for me because of my criminal background. And as she says, that's not actually like uh, something that discourages people from working with you in this business. No, 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 no. Isaac's point. Exactly. Yeah. Like she repeats it. I thought it was, I thought that was pretty wonderful personally. Yeah, it it's was. like, no, it doesn't matter that you're a criminal. You think people care about that stuff? And yeah, she said it, Isaac said it, it's it's absolutely true, right? Oh my god, it's it's such a magnificent scene. <laughs> and then and now we can look back on the the arc as a whole. And I gotta say, I think I mean it really is even though all of the arcs this season are powerful, they really yeah. all are. I think this is the best. Like does it have the punch and the bite and the, oh my God, you're sick to your stomach, right? That the other two <laughs> arcs have? No, it doesn't. But it it is so powerful because for once we get a chance, because there is no, when it when are the guns going to get here? Like, what, you know, who, who how are we going to prove this guy murdered somebody? Because we don't have this whole constant you're dealing with murderers and monsters thing hovering over uh, all of it. We get to really spend some time with and get to know this cast of characters in a yeah. way that we really, I mean, we, this show has some of the best character work of any show. Yeah. Well, know. Tim Curry and Paul Winfield do a tremendous job and uh, even, do. you know, and you look at, to me, the weakest performance is Deborah Harris. Yeah, Debbie Harry's the the weakest performer, but they needed a real celebrity, and like, it's to sell this. Off. And yeah. she's gone three episodes, uh, three four episodes in. Yeah. You need and her to all... kick off this thing. Yeah, and and it does work, and she is a known quantity. Exactly. It's just she's know. not a, she's not a great actress. Like let's just say it. Like we're not going to pretend Debbie Harry's a great actress just because we love this arc. She's not. And I love Blondie. She's an amazing <laughs> performer. I'm not criticizing Debbie Harry, the unbelievable no. musician. She's an incredible singer. She's an incredible performer. She's just not a great actress. And she tried for a while, and she did. Yeah. She tried to make it as an actress for a while, and it never happened to her, for her. And I don't think it's unfair to say that it's because she wasn't that good. Yeah. And this, and it, and it works in this. Yeah. Like it's 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 what I say about Juliet. What's her name? Juliet Lewis. Juliet Lewis. That yeah. she was perfect for natural born killers. Killers, but what else? Uh, because that's what that that's the one show that needed the 
has her this exact kind of like the telephone pole is what I yeah, called the it. telephone pole performance. Well, no, because like this vacant, disconnected thing, and it's yeah. like, yeah, as a victim of lifetime, lifelong abuse, who is just getting dragged from one man to another, yeah, yeah. her passive, damaged uh, vibe is really, really useful for that part. But do you want to see her in anything else? Is the issue? Well, I really haven't seen her in anything else <laughs> there you I've, go oh that uh I've I mean I've seen her and that's what I said Obviously. she's like <laughs> I don't know why I came up with that but no but it, it's what and, that, and it was perfect in natural absolutely and there are people like that there that that there are certain things they can do and they can do well and but it's limited yeah you know, as Christopher Walken would say, although they can use him more often. Well, yes, but he is. But but even he knows he has, he very much has like a lane that he yeah. stays in, right? And the problem, uh, and he knows to stay in that lane. Yeah. That's the thing. And in a way that she did not, you know? Yeah, well, you know, you, you try and people... It, it it it's a it's we're not going to spend a lot of time here. Um, yeah. That, but uh, yeah, she's the weakest. She's the weakest character. Johnny mm-hmm. Medley is brilliant. Oh my God! What a performance by Paul McRae. <laughs> yeah, like that is is again another like if Winston and if Winston and Isaac weren't there, he would have been like the the standout of the entire arc. Like everybody would be talking about him instead. It's just that there are these two unbelievably brilliant, powerful. fully rounded, as you say, powerful performances handing yeah. next to him who is doing this heightened capering Phil Spector thing. And yeah. he's amazing, but he gets knocked off the screen by Winston yeah. or he gets knocked off the screen by Isaac because that's well, you know, it's, how incredible it's only those Isaac. performances are. No, it's only Isaac and, and Winston who who are important to themselves. I know, it's true. So consequently, they will knock everybody else off. Yeah, that's just how they are. Claudia gets knocked off. Oh, absolutely. And you as know, you say, we we we've said some bad things about the Claudia performance because it feels so odd. But again, for what it is, like she's acting like she's on a nighttime soap because that is this character's life. It makes sense in a way that, you know, Susan Prophet doesn't. Yeah. Like here and... contextually it works. Like the like there are these three and I and, I mean maybe it's that the director didn't know how to direct women, I guess. Although Amber's fantastic, so I can't really say that. But it's like you've got these three key performances that all have that same um that same feel. And one of them is um uh is Gina that Vinny dates in Loose Cannon. Yeah. Right, where it feels like they're on a nighttime soap, and one of them is Susan Prophet, where it feels like she's on a nighttime soap, and and one of them is Deirdre Hall, who feels like she's on a nighttime soap. But the problem but, is, they need her to feel like she's on a nighttime yes, soap. She's perfect. Yeah, for she's that. perfect. She's for this. a real housewife, is what she is. She, no, that's exactly right. Like and we didn't have. Yeah, well, no, we didn't have the language to describe. It was a known thing, this kind of, you know, rich society wife, right, mm-hmm. with the husband. But it's like the relationship between her and Winston, you're right, exactly belongs on a Real Housewives show. Or 
on Kim Kardashian. Or on, yeah, or Keeping Up with the Kardashians. But it's like, if the yeah. Deirdre, Deirdre Hall character from this, like, had this show been made how many years later, right? Yeah. The Deirdre Hall character would be the star of a reality show of this woman whose husband is this unbelievably powerful record executive. Like, that would have been, if you had made this show today, that would have been an element of the plot. I hadn't thought of it in that context, but you're completely right. That and is she, the performance. And she does it to, like, she, it is even heightened over, yes, she was known for being in a soap opera, right? Yeah, this is soap. Right? And, but, right, this performance is different from that performance. Oh, absolutely. She is going yeah. above and beyond. Yeah, and um, she and and it, she is a perfect match to Winston. Oh yeah, they're they're again fantastic chemistry, fantastic scene partners. Yeah, I'm really they are great together. You know, when you look at that, so that when he finally does break down because he's lost his wife and he did love his wife. Yeah, you get it. Like they sold every part of that. Yeah, and yeah. then you go and you saw this in her earlier on when she says but winston i don't know how to get you to notice me. yeah oh it's such a powerful scene yeah, and the, so, uh, the, yeah the running out of and that was the thing no it's it's winston i'm running out of ways to make you notice yeah. me and the uh and the like and the the implicit like message behind that line is like do i have to die for you to pay attention to me which is exactly yeah. what happens but that is because this is a well-written show that is left implicit that is left implicit rather than explicit. Yeah. Again, it's and a I, brilliant show in every way. Yeah, and the other two sort of you know the fe Amber is the only and then Amber and yeah. her relationship with with Claudia. I mean, things work in this I don't know whether they brought someone in to sort of write the female characters because they were going to be so integral. <laughs> Yeah, or if they just got better at it. Yeah, it, it's hard because I, like, no. Because you would have seen that with, like, it was always Vinny's mother was fine. Oh, yeah. Okay, but when you're looking at all of these other female characters up to this point, mm -hmm. nothing really much, I mean, they didn't seem to learn, and there are none in the other, really in the other two. And I'm not going to tell you that Joan Chen yeah was what i mean okay it was okay but it was still yeah very much a was, stereotype performance yeah it was it just wasn't they hadn't figured it out no in, she in has she has a good monologue and she reads it well but that's not a fully rounded character it's just no, not gives a better performance in twin peaks oh way better yeah yeah and um so I would say that it's the directors, whether they got different directors for this, I haven't ever checked. Yeah. But it might be that they pulled in different directors for this particular arc. It wouldn't shock and, me. And Paul Winfield and Tim Curry are powerful actors in and of themselves. Yeah. You don't need a good director to tell Tim Curry yeah. what to do. You don't no. need a good director to tell Paul Winfield what to do. They are... They are guys working at the top of their craft. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, because they overwhelm even Vinny. Oh, yeah. They're, I mean, Vinny's performance is, it isn't flat. Nope. 
but it's not you know i mean he is by in all of the other arcs he is the central character yeah and this one he is not no he isn't is just the agent of change yep he is the guy who comes in and shakes things up but he is not the focus of the story no not at all he doesn't end up with any sort of um there's no i mean he never gets well no and he never has a crisis of conscience he never has to get close to anyone and betray them like he is really just a guy there to do a job and it as you say, it cre- he acts as an agent of change to make everybody else start making these moves that blows everything up. Yeah. But it's like, it's not Vinny who's going through anything anymore. Vinny is the one making other people go through things. Yeah, I mean, even even Bobby is going through things. Oh God, is he ever. Again, look at where he starts and where, where he ends. You yeah. know? Like, Bobby goes through a surprisingly large amount. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, um, obviously, I, I think we can safely say now that when we get to the end of the year, sorry, end of the season recap of everything, this is going to be our favorite epi- favorite arc. I don't think that that we're spoiling anything by saying that. But what? there's only three more episodes. Yeah, left. there's only three more episodes three. left. Yeah. Yeah. And um, speaking of, we're going to be doing something a little confusing, and you're not going to understand this now. Because until you see the episodes, it looks like you should watch them a certain way. But in point of fact, there's a weird way you should watch. I'm not going to say supposed to, because I know that how it was originally aired. But I will say that you will have a better experience watching the episodes the way we're encouraging you to. By watching Call It Kasaba next week. So next week we're going to be doing Call It Kasaba and La Lacrima de Amore Part 1. And it seems weird because, like, they originally aired as a two, like, on one night of television, and two the last two episodes are a two-parter. So it seems like you should watch them together. But that's not actually the case. Um, We're not going to spoil anything by telling you why. But suffice to say, um, La Kaola Kasab and Lacrima de More are two episodes about the same thing, addressing the same subject. Right? They're about the same subject. And they are both uh, right. They are right next to each other for a reason. Like we are putting to them together for a very good reason that we don't want to spoil. But trust us when we say, even though Kalakasaba is going to feel like a filler episode, it is actually a filler episode. That's a vitally important for Vinny's arc. Yeah. And it will be meaningful when you see it. So just keep that in mind. You should be good. Okay. Uh, all right. So I guess that's that. Uh, next week is La Lacrima de More Part 1 and Call It Cassava. We'll be back here in a week to talk about that. And then, of course, we'll wrap up the season with La Lacrima de More, The Tears of Love, Part 2, the week after. So, huh, strap in. It's it's one hell of an end to the season. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, but for now, I just want to say, A... Thanks for listening. B, if you're listening to this on some sort of an app or podcatcher, rate and review it, because that's how people find the show. And of course, the big one, if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if there's any profiling-related fiction you'd like us to check out, please drop us a line at profilingcriminalminds at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Uh, I guess that's that. We'll see you back here next week. But until then, au revoir. 
Profiling Criminal Minds is a member of the Kinks Podcasting Network.